All right, Philium, brother man, we're back at it. For those of you out there who checked out our episode about 70,000 tons of metal day one and day two, our review from the great heavy music podcast, behind the scenes, the media pass special inside look at 70,000 tons of metal days one and two. If you haven't listened to that already, go back because we want to make sure you check out the prelude to this episode because today we're going to be talking about days three and four on the great heavy music podcast about 70,000 tons of metal from 2019 with me as always is my trusty sidekick Phil Collins say howdy to the non-sailors at home uh yeah hi how you doing (laughs) non-sailors losers and sailors I mean why be exclusive Right. I suppose if they are sailors on other cruises. Right. And for anyone who was on the 70,000 Tons of Metal and is listening, they're probably smiling ear to ear, reminiscing and thinking about all the great things that happened. So let's dive right into it, brother. No reason to delay. We left off end of day two. We go back to the cabins, wake up. The sun is shining. The weather is perfect. It's beautiful. And we're in Mexico, day three. Yep, we are indeed. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'm a little paranoid, so I'm always freaked out whenever I have to take... Uh, local transit in other countries, but it went fine. And then uh, it was pretty cool. We were jamming out for a good while on that beach in Cozumel. Uh, Mark had a nice little playlist going. Yep. Gotta love it. Plenty of 70K folks. We, we didn't do any excursions. We just got off, found some local cabbie. He, he tells us it's 21 bucks to get to the beach. We show up and the lady in the car says it's 30. <laughs> and you think, okay, well, this is a game we're playing today, I guess. Exactly. Got her. You know, we said we're not paying, and then uh, she ultimately took whatever it was, 25 or 20. My favorite was the reasoning. Was like Jas kept, Jason kept asking, you know, well, how come he said 20? And she just kept saying the price she wants. Because <laughs> I said. <laughs> because reasons. That's why it's 30 now. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm here and you're here and we want you to pay. <laughs> That's me. fucking why. Uh, but, but then we get to the beach, yeah. and it was a great time, except that the water was like six inches deep. And it was rocky. And, they, and rocky, and they had all those inflatable things out in the water yeah but it was six inches deep and rocky so you couldn't <laughs> fall off anything or you'd die yeah it was kind of ridiculous like i mean the actual beach part was nice and it was fun but the water was a little eh, not the best i did i did pee in the ocean a couple times so that was cool but uh every person on the beach meandered out into the ocean strictly to pee you could I tell was because so, they were yeah and I, I was really reluctant to get in, so I was laughing. I was, I was thinking about how I was telling you about, uh, you know, when you get in the water like to go pee, you kind of splash around a little bit. But I really, really had to pee, but I was also really afraid of just getting right in. So I kind of just pissed my pants and then kind of gradually got in the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like I was not, I didn't have that like that gray area clearance where I'm like in the water and peeing. No, I just pissed my pants as I was walking out into the ocean. <laughs> Thank you for driving us to your beautiful local beach as we piss in the ocean, but not really. We piss ourselves and then go swimming. Yeah, it was nice. Real nice. And one of my favorite parts of the afternoon was Jason sitting there all banged up from the couple of nights before. And then the guy comes around with the, he calls it tequila, big blue bottle. Yeah. You just, you just kind of, they pour it in your mouth and uh, he's like, no, no, I don't want any. And the guy hangs there for a second, and then he goes, uh, how much does it cost? And the guy goes, it's free. And he goes, all right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was Everybody was thinking, oh, right. if, this is a, if there's a charge associated, I'm not interested. But as soon as you hear the word free, you're like, bring it on, brother. 
Sure, I'll take tequila that's unlabeled in a bottle from a stranger that poured it in my mouth. Uh, I had a little bit too. It was tequila. Or sure, sure as hell tasted like it. I thought that was a beautiful thing because not only did he do that, but like a minute and a half later without you having any knowledge of him doing that, you did the exact same thing. <laughs> right. I don't know how those charges work. But yes, it was it was very uh, accommodating, I'll say. They're very yeah. nice. They're very nice. The Perfect. Attendance. It was great time. Everybody there was cool. Everybody there was friendly. And then when we got back in the bus to head back to the or the van back to get to the boat, when we were getting out of the boat, I don't know if you saw this, but Jason was trying to get out of the, out of the side of the van, and I was like groping him pretty majestically, like stroking him on the inside of the leg, and then grabbing my hand up underneath his butt cheeks into his grundle, like grabbing at him. And the uh, local heavy set, probably fifty something year old Mexican guy who had driven us back was standing outside the door, laughing his ass off. At That's me awesome. I didn't even Jason. know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Katie saw it, and she was laughing her head off too. <laughs> That's As I'm where. As I'm wearing a watermelon button-up shirt. Yeah, the watermelon thing. When that one uh, like tour guide asked you, like, hey, do you like watermelon? That's <laughs> the way he said it. You like watermelon body? Because that is <laughs> what you ask somebody in a watermelon t-shirt or a button-down shirt. I know. Exactly how much do you like it? <laughs> kind of condescending, but also like right. playish. Hey, you like watermelon buddy? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't so, know much about you, but I do know that. I do know that that shirt screams, I love watermelon. Right. So, great time. There were, And there were also, you know, even though it wasn't like an excursion thing through the boat, there were a ton of other 70Kers on the, on the beach, I think. Oh, yeah, you know, there was plenty. There was plenty. Everybody was listening to metal. Everybody had a black bathing suit, and everybody was partying. So, that was a good time. It was, so, it was legit, no doubt. So, so, we stroll back onto the boat probably 3, 4 o'clock, something like that. The shows start at five, and I think we were getting all showered up and kind of, you know, doing our own thing right when the the boat began. Or maybe we started playing basketball. Maybe that was the next. Well, do you remember we did the wave thing, man? That's right. That's right. We did the wave rider. We got back on the boat and we did the wave rider, which is this big, um, conditioned like surf area where on the boat you can actually ride a boogie board and or a surfboard if you're feeling ballsy and try mm-hmm. to stand up. And uh, I just last night before we recorded this was watching when you went and oh ate my God. shit immediately. If you haven't I, watched, how when's the last time you watched that video of yourself eating shit? Uh, probably right after the cruise. Go back and watch it as soon as we're done this because, in fact, you should put it on your phone right now while we're recording this because <laughs> you need to post it on Facebook. I will post it, yeah. And... For those of you listening, please, when you watch it, notice how it is in science, the smallest measure of time is the moment after something. The moment after the attendant releases Phil's hands, <laughs> he falls straight down. And you, you can tell from the beginning, you are not going to do great because you're yeah. shaking. <laughs> I was shaking like a leaf so badly when he was like trying to hold me up to like be the training wheels. And uh, you could pretty much tell how it was going to go before that was happening. But God, I was shocked at how hard it was. I don't know why it was that bad, I don't, but it was bad. And it did no, in no time. It, was, whoop! it should have had like a fucking banana peel sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> From the outside, it was glorious. I bet. It was, it's, it's pretty damn funny. I love that video. Whoop! Just see ya. Yeah, no doubt. So after so, that, we after that, I think we rode the slides a couple times. The slides were fun. We were racing each other down the uh, big water slides. They had to run up the steps too. 
And then I think we got showered up, cleaned up, and I went to go see Without Waves again at 5.45 in the Star Lounge. And as I said on the last episode, if you're skipping the first two days, which would be stupid of you to not listen to that episode, if you're an insane person, welcome to the show. But check out Without Waves. They're fucking awesome. Go back and listen to my more in-depth review on the last episode. Yes. Then... I want to say we went to go see Winter Sun again, this time in the theater, and I and I was down on the floor, and they played an entirely different set. First time around, they played all the stuff, the entire album from their self-titled album, which was incredible, and then they played their new stuff from Time One, Time Two, and their latest album, the, the name of the album is escaping me, but it was all excellent too, really, really excellent. Yep, yep, yep. No doubt, no doubt. Did you make it to that show, Phil? I don't even remember, man. I'm so sorry. It's such a blur. I am. I got my head up my ass on this one. Wake up! I feel like... And I'm sorry! The first thing I remember, I know... Um, what did we do right after that? Because it made it jog me. Jog my memory. Right after we went to see Winter Sun, or I was at Winter Sun, then we went to the ice rink to check out Cattle Decapitation. Okay, yeah, okay. I saw Winter Sun again. And then I saw, I definitely remember seeing Cattle again, although I don't think I moshed again because I was a little worn out. I, I don't know. I don't know. I broke I my I toe. Knew. I broke my toe the first go around, so that was the excuse I used to keep out of the pit on the second go. Yeah, I don't have that good of an excuse, but I remember being, I don't know, just a little beat. And um, I, I know half of our crew went to go see Devin Townsend on the pool deck when we were seeing Cattle, and they said uh, Devin was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was torn. I was torn. I mean, we had already seen both once, but I was so... I don't know. I had such a good time at Cattle's first show, and I knew Devin Townsend was going to play the same set that he played the first time, and it was windy as shit at that point, wasn't it? It was getting pretty crazy. Yes, I remember was. hearing that. Yep. So up on the pool deck where Devin Townsend was, it was a little... You know, it was tough. But uh, anyway, I'm glad we went to the Cattle. You know, Devin Townsend's amazing. Then I think we hung back and had a little dinner, which was always delicious. And then we went to go see Moon Sorrow at 11.15, where they played their full album, Versakit. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. And they were in the Royal Theater. I have seen them. I, I kind of fawned over them in the last episode we did. I don't know that you got to share too much of your thoughts. Tell me what you think of them. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of hype about them, you know. But I thought they lived up to it. Very symphonic, catchy. They had a, um, I don't, th- I think what they were playing wasn't that heavy, you know. Yes. But it had kind of a brooding, melodic, uh, you know, sort of atmospheric um, sound, and I thought it was really cool. It, but it had enough intricacy that it was, you know, it kept you, it kept you interested the whole time. So I, I, I could see why they got, they have such a following. And I'm such a, I'm such a strange guy in the sense that I love the old school. Listen to a whole album for the whole albums sake and i love it when these bands play entire albums from start to finish it's just such a cool thing it's like being in your living room when you get to listen to it or in your car where you've listened to it a hundred times and now you get to see the whole thing live it's just so cool when they do that on the boat i love that yes no doubt it was uh it was was fun good so after pretty good after moonsaw we were going to go up to the top deck at 12 30 to go see at the gates play their entire slaughter of the soul set and to my chagrin the wind was causing such a ruckus they had to take down the rafters to get rid of all the banners and things that were kind of getting torn up. and Yeah, the wind was that bad. I mean, there's a pretty good chance that someone could have whiplash, which is a nice transition into the band we did see. But um, 
God, I'm so fucking born for this. Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, perfect, perfect. Into we went to go see Whiplash because the band I probably would not have seen at all if Slaughter of the Soul set had gone forward. We got a chance to see Whiplash and they were pretty cool. They were cool. Uh, nice thrash band, you know. Um, they reminded me of Old Metallica, but because Old Metallica is was a thrash metal band, but um, they had some catchy stuff though. They really did, and they sounded tight. I mean, they had like a nice tight sound. They wasn't sloppy. I mean, it was good. I didn't know much about them before we saw them. I was pleasantly surprised. But the band I really wanted to see and really had kind of uh, an optimism for was Camp Far. And that's who... Yeah, I think... Go ahead. Yeah, Camp Far kicked a lot of ass, man. Great singer. Great growls. Um, I thought they kicked a lot. I, I was just really into it. I mean, pretty heavy shit. Full stage presence. Um, I, yeah, I think so. Uh, he had like a military thing going on, right? Like military pants. Yep. I remember that right might have made that up but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but he was pretty cool um i mean that's a band a lot of people were talking about for uh as far as hyping them up and like wanting to go see so i think i don't think it disappointed at all i wish i could do justice to the songs he, that he sang i just don't i don't know what they are but uh i was definitely interested and that's again as, we, as we've been saying a band i'd like to check out more oh without a doubt this this, no this doubt. song that i'm playing right now in the background is from their latest album. It's called Ophidian, the song. O-P-H-I-D-I-A-N. It's my favorite album, my favorite song on their newest album. And um, I thought they did a fucking phenomenal job. I was really, really looking forward to seeing them. One of the top five I was most excited to see. And they didn't disappoint me at all. I loved it. I wanted to see their first set, but they were up against somebody that I desperately wanted to see also. And that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. But they were excellent. And... I think from going to see Campfire crush it, I then might have stopped in to see Stamina for a minute at around 2.15. I think you and I kind of swung by the Star Lounge, and then we had a piece of pizza, and we called it a night. Yeah, I went to the bed. The only other thing I'd throw in there is I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw, uh, must have been before Whiplash somehow, that Seven Witches, because I remember Joey was talking to the band, the lead singer at the bar before they went on stage. You're right. And then we were like, oh my god, it's the lead That's singer. That's cool, man. How were they? They were cool. Uh, guy sounded a little bit like Bruce Dickinson. Sounded like a, uh, one of those new wave of British heavy metal kind of bands. You know, classic heavy metal. Clean singing. You know, soaring vocals. I thought they sounded cool. I didn't. I don't think I got to see them. And I don't know what genre they're in, but they're basically heavy metal. Yeah, probably. Uh, like I said, the new the, they call it new wave of British heavy metal. It's probably like... Obviously Iron Maiden, but like uh, Halloween kind of stuff like that. I gotta check them out. I love that genre. If you know what, probably Judas Priest, shit like that. Love it, love it. So if you know what I we're, mean, we're three days in, and we're going, we're hitting the sack. As you wake up the next day, are you having a deep depression that uh, it's almost over, or are you, you know, kind of ready for it to be over? Well, and not seasick at all at this point, because I think the boat starts to move a little bit. No, I didn't get seasick. I was a little worried that I was going to be, but I did not get seasick. But day four, um, the boat started moving a little bit more than we had experienced. I think it was either three oh, yeah. or four. The boat starts. You start to feel it. Yeah, and a couple of bands were making jokes about it because they're like, you know, oh, we're gonna, you know, sink and shit. I, I was. I had to commend the bands for being able to play while moving. That's pretty cool that they were able to do that. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, generally I'm. I, I four days is about my not my limit per se, but a loose limit. Uh, when it comes to me being willing to like be out of 
a normal routine. Or my normal routine is laying on my ass, so <laughs> routine is uh, used loosely there. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking this is awesome. I could probably do five days of this, even though it's only four. So I was a little bummed that it was as short as it was. But I kind of had a feeling by the end of day four, I'd have been ready to kind of go. But I could be literally anywhere in the world. I would feel like that. Yeah. What my highlight from it was, I can't recall now if it was day three or day four. My highlight non-band related is when we had the telephone call that I placed to your room from, from oh, yeah. our room because we didn't have the cell phones and we just were calling each other from the room phones and I would love to reenact for our listeners how this went down because it made me laugh my ass okay. for like probably two weeks after <laughs> I'll try to remember exactly what I said I, oh I, I remember I, remember I remember exactly just... it was hilarious I, I call you okay. I call you up and you pick up the phone and you go yeah what do you want and I go uh, hey Phil I'm I'm gonna go down to the ice rink I'm gonna see you on or no, I'm gonna go up to the theater and I'll see you. I'm gonna be up on the right hand top side you, and you interrupt me and you go hey man I really can't hear you you gotta talk a lot louder if you could scream that would be helpful and 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 Katie was <laughs> in the room with me and I and I said well if you'd pull the receiver out of your ass and put it next to your ear you could hear me. And then you go, okay, that's a little better. And then I, <laughs> and then I go, Phil. So even though I knew you were fucking with me, I just played along because I was trying to run out to see a show. So you were fucking with me while I was hurriedly trying to run out of the room. And I go, okay, Phil, I'm going to the theater. I'm gonna be in the top, on the right hand side. And I'll want to, I'll see you there. I'll be there in about 15 minutes. You gonna meet me over there? And you go, okay, yeah, I'll see you at the pool deck. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, no, 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 no. The top floor of the theater on the right-hand side. And you go, which side of the ice rink is that on? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think at that time I just hung up on you. And I said, I'll see you over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm glad I did that. So without um, a doubt, you know, anybody who's out there having now done the cruise on my own or actually never done it just myself, but having gone with Katie and I, which are phenomenal trips. I love spending time with her. It was wonderful. All the shows are amazing. But we went six deep, should have been seven deep this year. And it really is a lot of fun when you have a whole bunch of you together because you're just. Oh, yeah. No you know, doubt, cracking man. jokes and, and, and uh, goofing on people. Just fuck with yeah, each other. totally, totally. Yeah. So that was definitely, I think, one of the comedic highlights. You got me hard on that one, man. I was laughing my ass off. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. And eventually you did show up at the theater, so joke's on me, I suppose. Uh, That's right. <laughs> so, so, I think we saw Eden Bridge. I did right? not make it to Eden Bridge because I was doing an oh, interview, I, I want to say. But then again, you might have been with me. So, all, all the interviews right? are going to be posted. I don't... Well, actually, you know what? Yes, I did see Eden Bridge, but only for a few songs because I was doing something else beforehand, and I can't remember what now. Well, I remember liking them a lot. Yes. I remember them having a nice sound. Right. I'm a big Nightwish fan. Um, sure, they get compared to Nightwish often. Very good singer. Very melodic. Pretty. Um, you know, it's it's that operatic power metal that we all love. You know, but it wasn't derivative. I mean, it really had a nice original sound. I thought they sound like, you know, I think they have a fairly deep following. I would, well, I want to say, and I think for good reason. You know. Yep. Female fronted act and a great great singer i mean just beautiful yeah i was into that oh yeah definitely then we went at one and, o'clock uh, we went to go see yeah. a the realm's second set in the star lounge oh yeah and that was really something to write home about 
Yeah, me and Katie were lucky enough to be able to get up really close and take some pictures and videos, which we did post some on Facebook. There's some other ones that we have that I feel like I should post too. So I'm going to do another round of Aether Realm uh, videos slash photos on Facebook because there's some good shit in there. Um, blow, they played the whole... Blow it up, yeah. dude, because that, that, that was an unbelievable set. I will. They there's packed, some, they we have a lot of good shit. They played the whole song of The Sun, The Moon, The Star, which I was very impressed by. They did a great job. They really did, dude. That was an unbelievable opportunity to see that. Uh, again, <laughs> between their two sets, they played that whole album, Tarot. And uh, it was yeah, just which sweet great fucking to see album. Sun, The Moon, The Star live. And they ended with that one, and they played it perfectly. It seems like an impossible feat to play a 20-minute song flawlessly, and they nailed it. Yeah, I like how he introduced it. He said, we're going to play, we got time for four more songs, but we're only going to play one. And everybody knew what that meant, and they all went long. crazy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, dude. Sick, sick set. I would keep jocking those those fellas as long as I could, but yeah, we already did on the no last doubt. one. So, needless to say, if you don't know Aether Realm, A E T H E R R E A L M, go check them out. Subscribe, download, follow, do all that stuff. Those guys are fucking awesome. And they got definitely check out Terra. Do yourself yeah, a favor. And they got some new stuff coming out in 2020. I think it sounds like on the horizon. So keep keep your eyes out. After that, did you go see Jamming in International Waters? Did you stop in on that at all? No, you told me to do that, and I like legit. I think I just forgot that when it was. There's so much going on. But I it's heard like, it was awesome. It's like Christmas. There's just so much stuff that you want to get into, you don't even know which way to kind of turn. No, it's it's uh, yeah, it's like that. I mean, it's it's everybody. And I love it's like an anthology, you know, like everybody's doing something different. Everyone's got a different like experience. Yep. I mean. Uh, there's a lot of the same because we go to a lot of the same shows, but it's all just a little different. Mark was off on a journey the whole time, and Mark was just doing yep. every once. Mark, he was like a pin, he was like a, in a pinball machine of metal. He was just bouncing around yep. to every show. He seemed like all, every, everything we didn't see. Yes, I feel like he saw. I know, man. It's unbelievable. People who would you could probably have any two guests who are on that cruise do a podcast about their experience, and it'll be a little bit different because there's so many right. things you can get into on a floating hotel. And then like. He might coincidentally come wandering in. Like, oftentimes, I just ran into Mark or Jason. Just, oh, you're here too. Awesome. Like that's how it was with Hagar when I saw Mark out on the deck. Right. I was just like, all right, or here we go. You know, it's just that much better. Slow Joey just hammered somewhere at karaoke. Oh yeah. Having a gay old time. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was something. So, all right. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> so one of the shows that I was super excited to see was at 2:45 in the Star Lounge, and that was. The also amazing American newish act, Wilderun. And and I know oh, yeah. I was blowing them up to you, just jocking them hella hard. And we were not in the same okay. place for that show. I think I was down on the floor. And then I I think when we were leaving, I or I was walking back up to leave for the last song because I wanted to have a better view of the stage. And you came up to me and you said, these guys are awesome. This is one of the best shows I've seen on the cruise. Yeah, is that the band that did the Cup of Time thing? Uh, the Goblet of, Fi- Goblet of Time. Band. Goblet of Time. Yeah, okay, then yes. That was a very that's, good band. Uh, just so catchy, man. That's, that's the and Garden of Fire heavy. playing right now from their second album, okay. Sleep at the Edge of the Earth. It was very anthemic. You know, a lot of, yeah, like, multiple people singing, like, this slow, intense part. You know, you just want to chant it while you're riding a, I don't know what, some kind of Norse boat into a battle. Yeah. It's burning. Uh, but really good band, man. Very, very good. One of the best bands there. I really, I really. I was really super glad to hear you say that because I was geeked to see those guys. I'd never seen them, and I, I was a huge fan of their Sleep at the Edge of the Earth. And then they put out an album in 2019, Veil of Imagination, that's also really good. And they played a mixture of both, 
and it was fucking awesome. I mean, just did not disappoint at all. And the lead singer of Wilderun stood in and helped out for Aether Realm in their earlier set when they were doing Sun, the Moon, and Star. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I think I remember. Did the clean uh, vocals. What yep. that guy looks like. Yeah. So those guys, oh, yeah. we might those guys had that. toured together, uh, I believe, several times. So they're pretty tight, and it was cool to see them kind of... Uh, that's a pretty good oh, show yeah, there, buddy. Out. Any chance you could see Wilderon and Aetherrealm together? Pfft, take it. Do it. So, no oh, complaints yeah. about that, and I was super, super glad that you had such a fun time at that show. I was high hopes, but you never know when somebody's going to see a band for the first time what they're going to think, and I think they've got that really nice combination of that kind of progressive but heavy and epic little situation going on there. you got enough yeah. clean vocals to balance mm-hmm. out the growling vocals and melody mixed with the complexity no complaints yeah i'd want to compare them to enciferum you know i could see that in some songs but in other songs they're much more opeth style and you know different eras so yeah nah not opeth at all just from wilderon we went to see soen at 330 and uh, that was the second time we'd seen them and i think they played a pretty similar set to the first time but equally as excellent they did, but it was welcomed, you know. Welcomed. I, Gather around. Yeah, dude. They, their latest cool. album Lotus, is just unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. But we kind of got we got yeah, we, uh, on the first show. I don't remember when we did an interview with them, what day that was, but that was a cool Very interview, Very cool too. interview, yeah. Very cool. That should be posted here shortly, if it's not already, by the time you're listening to this. Cool guys. Very welcoming. Good to see them, and they're both giants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. What do we do after that? I don't think I went to go see Dark Matter Possessed. Or... I must have eaten something. There's a, quite a gap here between shit. Like our, you know, did I see Toxic? No. Did I see Dark Matter? Maybe. I think the lead singer of Dark Matter was like staying right next nice. to me and Joey. But I don't remember if I went to the show or not. Um, let's see. Let's see. I know let's I see. saw. I think we saw. Okay. I know I saw Get. a couple minutes of Epica on the pool deck. I saw Epica, but I don't remember if it was out there. No, I know I was, we saw Candlemas again, yep, I'm pretty in the, sure. In the theater. If that was the theater, and yep, we it went was. To go see, I think the last one that we all went to go see, really all of us before we went to go see Exodus to close out the day, was when we went to go see Haggard. And yep, and they were a, bit, a little bit better on, um, than the pool deck. Not that it was their fault, but it, no it, the, the show issues. went a little better. Uh, yeah, they're so cool though. God, they're cool. They had so many breaks of like it's, it's classical music, but it it just it sticks in your head because it's fast paced. It's not you know it doesn't draw you know it doesn't drag out. I mean, and man, it's just it's just so fucking good. That's a great I'm band. I'm so glad to hear Truly that. I've band. loved those guys for ten years when I came across them in 2009 or well, 11 years now, and ever since I've just been such a fanboy trying to push that that band out to other people because. If you're the kind of stereotypical nerd who loves metal, who like also loves chess and video games, you can't not love Haggard. They are. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's a given. I think uh, Race, it's a guarantee. Walk Probably be fantasy. Uh, we did all see well, we Havoc. We went to go see the Agonist, then Havoc, then some Venom, and then Exodus. We did like oh, that yeah. triplet. We did see the Agonist. I remember. Um, was the, the Agonist the show? As a lead singer, female who yes. does growls, right? And then that's where you saw the guy pressing yeah, the buttons to change, to change the, the colors. Pretty cool yeah, how they do yeah. that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's cool that you bring that up. It's pretty cool how they do that, where they have 
you know, a, a basically a full, four running stages with all of the people necessary to operate four concerts simultaneously. Yeah, I thought that was wild. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into these shows, man. Even, you know, even at a little venue like Star Lounge. Guys in the booth doing uh, the lights, manipulating the lights yeah. by hand on, on the computer. Right. It's like... I don't know if there's like a set interval or if he just has a feel for when to change them. Oh, it was, you know, different. I don't know it was totally different set by set and song by song. It was definitely his feel. He was just kind of cueing it up as it as he felt you know appropriate. And then right. as we learned from some of the interviews, some of those people, some of those bands bring their own sound guy. Other ones use the 70K sound guy who's there with the venue. So it's, to run four full concerts, I mean, at some point, hopefully we can get the skipper on and talk about the kind of the inside the baseball of what it goes what what it takes to put this type of thing on but it's got to be unbelievable yeah no doubt um it's uh, it was impressive and yeah, those guys are always the unsung heroes of the whole yep, thing totally and, and like we said in the last show the bouncers too much love to the bouncers who save you going over the rail Oh my god, dude. People would get wrecked yep. all fucking day and night if they weren't so there. So we went to see The Agonist. I've loved those guys for a long time. I listened to the... I bought their album in 2008. can't remember the name of it right now, but I bought their album when they had their first singer who then subsequently went on to go front Arch Enemy. And I saw her fronting Arch Enemy last year or the year before on 70K. And she was amazing. Bright blue hair. Amazing, amazing singer. And the lady who took over is also excellent so i i'm glad to see that the agnes hasn't really skipped a beat they, they're very impressive live act and the growl to sing is incredible then we stopped in to see a little bit of venom at the royal theater and then havoc two thrash bands that you know i gotta say one thing i'm not a huge thrash guy because i just think that there's the least variety between sounds in the, the genre of thrash that, I think a lot of the singing in Thrash is kind of leaves me wanting. It's kind of the guy kind of yelling, and it's all, it always seems like it's you know, kind like, of the the way that you end up with like three guys who are just playing quickly. And I can't really get like I don't know the distinction really other than the sound of the growling vocals between Thrash and punk. Yeah, do you get punk? that vibe? It's like if you. That's heavier. Yes, I mean, but if you really listen to the riffs is that, is that... in a old school thrash mm -hmm. band, and then you listen to like the riffs of a Bad Religion song, they're basically the exact same thing, just one's down tuned. And is there there's some tuning yeah, and differences? The, and the vocals are scratchy. Well, I wouldn't. If, if, um, maybe a thrash enthusiast wouldn't dispute that there's some punk. Uh, there's a punk origin. I mean, there's a lot of uh, overlap between genres of music you might not even expect and that one wouldn't be the most mind-blowing uh could you know but i i think they i agree that there's a lot of derivative stuff in thrash i mean you can say that about any genre but for some reason it seems to be more uh noticeable in thrash but with that said i thought havoc was pretty cool yeah i don't uh, yeah I, I guess i made that at the wrong time i don't think that either havoc or venom were bad i i enjoyed them but i just can't really i couldn't sit here and articulate the genre the distinctions between Whiplash, Havoc, Venom, Toxic. Right. To me, it's like those names all sound the same and the bands all sound the same. Whereas yeah. a Wilder Run and an Aether Realm, they're both progressive metal, but they're radically different sounds. Yeah. 
That's true. Um, and I believe that I called it a night and a trip at the Havoc show, and you went on I to did. listen to Exodus. And you failed and missed- everyone because Exodus crushed it. And not only did they crush it, but I thought- everybody was on the pool deck. It was packed, dude. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> fuck them. Just kidding. No, I bet, <laughs> no, I bet that was cool. Uh, I did, and then Karak Angren went again to end the whole deal, which good for them because that was pretty late, and I'm sure they were probably ready to get the better. Maybe not. Maybe they're pumped to do their second show, but that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and, and again, they were a good band. I bet that would have been a cool ending right there in the Royal Theater for the last show. Because that probably was packed Mark too, I would guess. Show, but when I was at Exodus, I have to say it was kind of sad, but it was hilarious too. Two guys, it was super windy, super fucking windy, and kind of a little wet on the stairs. And I was standing on this part in between levels, where there was like a look over, and two guys they slipped fell, on right? the steps and ate shit so hard. I'm, <laughs> I hate laughing, but it is fun. Like, one guy definitely, definitely, if didn't break his tailbone, bruised it. Savagely, like you know, when you stand, you stand up and you're just grabbing it and you're squeezing your ass cheeks so hard, you're just like, "Oh God!" He ate mm-hmm. it terrible. And then this yeah. other guy slipped down the stairs and he fucked his shoulder all up and he he just left. He was like, "Yeah." Oh, that know. sucks. I hope he's all right. Yeah, it would suck. To, I mean, if you just like hurt yourself, ah, that's funny. But if somebody got injured, that's kind of like, "Oh well, shit!" You, you're that's but I uh, was looking on, <laughs> I was watching the show, <laughs> and there was like three. There was not three rude, inflatable Pikachu's. Yeah. Oh, we skipped that part, dude. We f- totally forgot about that. At the second sewing set at 3.30, Jason and I grabbed that guy in the inflatable Pikachu oh, yeah. suit, and we picked mm-hmm. him up, and we made him crowd surf. We took him all the way from the back of the arena, walked him up to the front, and threw him over the rail, and it was fucking awesome. We have to make sure we post that on Facebook. Yeah, that was one of the funnier things I've seen in a long time. So that guy fortunately recovered and made it to the Exodus set along with two of his other Pikachu brethren. And they were run they were running around on the main right. stage. Not only that, but the the singer commented, You can't beat this fucking cruise when you get to see Jesus, a Pikachu, and something else. He made mention of like four or five different costumes that were down there on the floor because it was everybody was out you know, dressed to the nines in their costumes. It was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that was great. That was a great uh, moment. And it's like, I don't even think he knew that you wanted to crowd surf him, right? He was kind of like, ah, he thought you were just giving we just, him like, well, The Pikachu way it works as this little window, like face hole. And I just went in front of the face hole and just kind of thumbs up like I was. That's the universal sign for where you want to go up. And he just kind of made this kind of thumbs mm-hmm. up back at me. And I don't know if he knew I was telling him we're going to put you up or if he was just saying thumbs up. But as soon as he gave me the thumbs up, I picked his ass up, me and Jason. <laughs> And he was going for a ride. <laughs> That's so great. God, God bless him. The funniest part about it is person. when the guitarist sees him and he's like, oh, look at this guy. <laughs> right. Well, what can you you're, say? You're it's on a great. cruise and a and, floating um, Pikachu comes flying up across the rail. Right. And I love how the Pikachu had like angry eyes. Like it was metal, <laughs> like a metal Pikachu. But uh, yeah, then that was the end of it, and I—I I was a bit sad. Was I had Venom, a great time. Before we depart, was Venom? No, no, no. Was I think during Havoc was when there was a guy dressed up as Donald Trump, and all the social and all the uh, private security guards were standing around him, preventing the mosh pit from getting to him. 
I'm 99% sure that was during Havoc's set in the ice rink, which was fucking awesome. He, Donald Trump was uh, yeah. standing that, that there with the right. private security guards. What's the word I'm looking for? Not social security. What's the word I'm looking for? Secret Service, thank you. Secret, the Secret Service. Service guards standing all around him. And uh, Donald Trump was just kind of nodding his head in the middle. And anytime any ruffian came around from the mosh pit, the Secret Service guys would throw him off and prevent anybody from infiltrating that ring. It was like Donald Trump and maybe 10 of his buddies. That was a super cool outfit get up. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Pretty, pretty clever. Good. So we're at the end. You go to bed. The next day, it's like 830. You got to get the fuck out. Go eat some breakfast and get off the boat. Joey was already off the boat. He left us because he was still hammered. Probably didn't even sleep the night, the whole night. And uh, what did he think? It was done. We're heading back to Naples. Put a bow on it for us, Phil. Yeah, I thought it was a great show. Uh, great show. Great experience. Great cruise. I was glad I did it. And I was pretty much sold on the idea of coming back to doing or coming back to it and doing okay, it again. Okay, but before you just leave point. it like that, for anybody who's out there listening who is on the fence about going take us back because very sincerely I had to beg you to to go and then the day you step off the boat you're basically ready to go next year right yeah I, th- I would say yeah for I sure mean, yeah. clearly you and I running a podcast we love heavy music we love metal if somebody loves metal why wouldn't they go yeah I guess there was not a reason why unless they're uh, you know have a a phobia of boats. Yeah, because you were nervous about being seasick. Um, that wasn't an issue. No, it really wasn't at all. I mean, never was I even close to being nauseous. And I'm a fairly, whatever, sensitive dude when it comes to motion sickness for whatever reason sometimes. And never had any issue whatsoever. So that probably won't be of concern. Also, there are little, uh, fit, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, but things you can use to override your seasickness. Um, but yeah, it's just great. I mean, it's, you know, if you don't have the money, that's one thing. Um, but if you do and you love music, you know, there's really no reason not to go. And it's even, just awesome. It, it's, it's, it's a great easy to say if you don't have the money, but if you, if it's a stretch, if it's expensive to you, it's still worth it. I mean, it's, it's not like you feel like you're getting ripped off. You get on the boat and then everything is free other than beer and liquor. Right. I mean, if you can just yeah. afford to get there and get on the boat you get to see 120 shows of amazing top quality bands. It's not like they're putting on, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry that you never heard of. These are amazing bands that many of them have toured the world. Yeah, no, no doubt, absolutely. So it's it's a uh, it was pretty fucking cool, man. I'm glad you convinced me to go. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and uh, that's what I was thinking. When I was coming off the boat. I was thinking, this is awesome. I'm gonna do it again. And, uh, you know, and anybody should, who, you know, is into this kind of stuff into heavy music should absolutely go because, uh, you have a great time. It's basically, you know, you know what a cruise ship's like probably if you don't, it's awesome in and of itself. And then there's just so many bands to see. I mean, and you, you get, even if you, let's say you want to see whatever eighth round, but they're like, they're playing at two forty five that one day and you're like, God, I don't know if I can make that. Well, they might play again at, you know, 8 o'clock on another day. I mean, you'll get a chance. To, you'll get a, you really will get a legitimate shot to see whatever band you had your heart set on. So, pretty awesome. damn good with the structure. Well, dude, I'm very grateful that you made the journey with us this year. I hope you'll be a perennial and will come with us every year because I will go until I am no longer physically able or legally allowed. And 
I just can't wait to see the bands that are released for the next cruise. I've gotten to see so many of my favorite bands that I never, ever thought I'd get to see. And just this year was a classic example of that, getting to see Winter Sun play their entire album and not doing any other shows in 2020. Just an absolute blessing. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And, you know, I'm just really grateful to Andy for organizing it all and uh, for giving us an opportunity to get those press passes and getting to have the time to do the interviews with the artists who are always cool. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those, it's like a festival. It's got all the positives of a festival where everybody is there to have a good time and there's a lot of genuine love on the boat. There's just a genuine brotherhood, sisterhood love on the boat and none of the negative sides of a festival, which is usually waiting in line to the porta pot waiting in line for, you know, warm beer or terrible food, and then waiting a million hours to get out of the parking lot. None of those problems exist. It's They have removed everything negative about a festival in, and created a completely loving, positive, supportive environment. And I can't tell you how much I love it other than what I've done for the last two episodes. So, Phil, thank you so much for coming with us. We'll leave it at that, and we will say sayonara to all of our listeners. If you have had any interest in getting on 70K, make sure you get on it because they are really well-structured, and they give incentives to people like myself who have gone year over year over year, and they let us sign up first. So if you haven't gone before, you're a first-time sailor, you're going to have to be ready to go to buy your tickets for the 2021 cruise like the minute they're released. So if you sleep on it, they're going to be gone because knowing how outstanding the cruise is now, you know there's a lot of people who are waiting to get those tickets. So I hope is, hope to see you on the next cruise, oh, yeah. Phil. I hope to see you on the cruise. And until next time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Thanks, brother. No problem, buddy.